Welcome to the Solo BG Podcast. In this podcast, we talk about solo and cooperative games. We also bring you news, audio unboxings, Kickstarter updates, and interviews with amazing personalities around the industry. We hope you enjoy this episode. And now, here's your host, Derek Rodriguez. Okay, my friends, episode 114, the pre-Jenkin episode. Super excited, like always, but this is something unique and special and different because we are recording on July 26, 2022. We're going to publish this episode July 27, and at that point, we will be, if I'm not uh, uh, mistaken, we're going to be seven days away from from GenCon, and of course, like every night, uh, Jonathan is here with me. Jonathan, how are you? Doing pretty well. Just uh, you know, looking forward to GenCon and counting down however many days of work I've got left before I have you know <laughs> four days off to go play board games. Yeah, and that, that's 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 a conundrum, right? Like right now, I'm I'm at work also, and you know, once in a while I can check on the computer and see if there's any add-ons on BGG and things like that, and or I go through Facebook or social media and I follow the uh, GenCon groups and. You know, everybody, I feel like we're in the same boat, you know, like just waiting, waiting the anticipation. And then the saddest part is that as soon as we get there, the days will feel like hours and everything will be super quick. And before we know, it's going to be Sunday, 4 p.m. And, and they're saying, well, thank you, Jane can attend this and see you in 2023. But I guess that was, that's how the cookie crumbled, right? Like you guys said. So, um, so yeah. So do you have your list ready, my friend? I do. I do. Okay, you do, and I do as well. Before we jump into that, let me uh, tell you, amazing listeners, this uh, is going to be a shorter episode. It's not going to be like you know, like an hour and a half usually episode that we that we offer to you. But it's just because we're going to do things a little bit different. And actually, I think we did it. I did it the same last year, where we will go towards our expectations for the convention, uh, special announcement for the convention as well, and. We uh we're gonna share all this, you know, our our games that we are, you know, highly anticipated to get, to play, to demo, to discover. Um, you know, you can go through the board game geek website and find those um, you know, lists already published. Some even some publishers like Ravensburger and Portal Games, they have the pre-order games in that way you don't have to run right away on uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. to try to get that game. You can pre-order them, and in that way you can pick them up at any time or at designated times during the convention. Uh, but we will tell you all about that. Before we jump into that, like it's a tradition now, uh, I'm going to say hi to all the cities, the top cities and top countries that listened to the last episode because that's our way to say hi to all of you. United States, United Kingdom, Spain, Canada, Germany, Australia, Belgium, Mexico, hey! Good for Mexico. Brazil, uh, uh, that makes me think of the Portal Games uh, game, Brazil. And Greece. Uh, we also have the cities Madrid, Madrid, Seattle, Washington, Los Angeles, California, Webster, New York, Westminster, Maryland, Brussels, Brussels, capital, uh, Perth, Western Australia, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Barcelona, Barcelona, and Nashville, Tennessee. I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, actually, this upcoming weekend for the WWE SummerSlam event. Uh, but I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, uh, friends from Spain, from Madrid and Barcelona, that they're checking out the, the episode. Well, I'm not surprised because actually on the Spanish one, they, they do tend to listen, and I, I always appreciate my good friends from Spain. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy and I'm glad that they also listen to the English one. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for listening. 
Jonathan, when are we going to Spain? We need to go to Spain and explore and play over there. They have they have a huge community in Spain. Let me tell you, uh, they have uh, gaming clubs and and you know they have their conventions. It's amazing. We should go and play one time. I've never been to Spain. My aunt actually invited us because they're going on a cruise. Okay. In the in the fall, but we've got you know Gen Con, other conventions and stuff, so we cannot go this year. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I think it was a cruise. Um, leaving out of some somewhere in Spain. So hopefully maybe next year. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if you're listening in Spain, I'm sure you're aware of this, but I want to say hi to my friends from Mecatol Rex, uh, because that's a board game club in Madrid. And they have, I don't even know how many members, but it's a tons of members and they're always playing new Kickstarters, new games, fantastic community, awesome community. So, so hi to my friends from Mecatol Rex in Madrid, Madrid. Uh, talking about gaming clubs, I, I think it's worth mentioning, Jonathan, and I will I will give the microphone to you. We were, you and I, uh, on a board game auction last weekend, uh, and I think you, better than me, will be able to give a shout-out to the store in case you, now the Ingencon Times, right? Like, I always say, let's support our local gaming stores. If you happen to ex- want to explore a, a few gaming stores in Indy, uh, you should go to this one. They're actually going to have a booth in Gencon as well. And tell us about the whole auction, Jonathan. You and I were there. We got some good games. Uh, spoiler alert, they got the Battle of Sexes for $1. Um, and we saw a Flux going out for $45, which was crazy. But um, explain, tell us a little bit about the auction, Jonathan, and the whole experience while we were there, you and I, on the weekend. So I've been looking forward to the auction for a while. Um, before there were as many stores holding events and things like this, um, I feel like this... Stores had it for at least maybe four or five years, but it was at Family Time Games, which is on the northern side of northern side of Indianapolis. Um, but basically, how it works is you can submit games for a live auction, or they have a silent auction that you can bid on. And um, you know, throughout the day, you know, a lot of different items will go up. I think this this time they had about four hundred and fifty. Um, I think the one year they had a two day auction, and it was like eight hundred items. Mm-hmm. Um, but you put your items up, whatever it sells for. Um, the winner pays the store that much money, and then you get that much in store credit. So I think this year I took a lot of the games that I had left over from our various garage sales or you know, just trying to uh, clean up my collection a little bit, and I think I'll probably end up with about $200 in credit once everything's picked up and nice and all that. So it's definitely nice. I probably got rid of about 10 games. I think I came home with, I don't know, four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely nice. It's kind of fun to see like what games people will get competitive over. Like Derek mentioned, there was a version of flux that was adventure time and we've played flux i've played a few different versions um i think batman was our favorite just because it's batman but <laughs> but even that overall <laughs> yeah, not 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 really our uh, type of game um but that one for like 45 dollars so i'm assuming it's out of print or you know kind of rare or something but it was interesting that that was you know something that was so so high up and then there's some other great games that you could get for four dollars yeah um because actually but, uh, the the flux game started at one dollar. It started like one buck, and then it went two, three, four, five, all the way up to forty five, and it was crazy. Which games did you end up buying, by the way? Share with our listeners. Um, I got a couple expansions for Unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my most anticipated game that I got was Grand Austria Hotel. Yeah. Um, and then I got uh, Cooper Island, which is a newer game mm-hmm. uh, from Capstone Games. That was in the silent auction and. Um, I hadn't heard too much about it, but I think it's kind of a heavy to medium euro, but I got it for like $20. So I figured I might as well try it out. And if I don't like it, I can go back in the auction for next year. Um, and that might be it. I think, uh, some of the other ones I got were for Caleb. So, um, he got, uh, mountains out of molehills, 
um, Sorcerer, which is a 1v1 game, and I think like some upgrades for one of his games and something else. So he got about three or four things. Um, since he couldn't be there, I got to bid on those. And surprisingly, his games got to go, you know, nobody fought me on them, so he got them for pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. My, uh, I will say this: I got a, a, a few games. Shaolia Kickstarter Edition. That was a game that I was uh, trying to get on the Kickstarter campaign. I got it for like twelve dollars. Uh, uh, Star Scrappers Orbital by Jacob Fixelius, which is the same designer as um, uh, Terraforming Mars. Uh, I got his game. It's, it's a recent game, uh, so I got it. And my highly anticipated one that I got it from the silent auction. It was a deluxe edition with a uh, neoprene mat and. Um, it's also the what it's called. Uh, oh man, when they put the shadows on Awakened Realms, what is it called? Um, uh, the, the the sun drop, sun drop, sun drop edition. So it's the deluxe edition, deluxe component, sun drop, upgraded riches and everything. And I'm talking about the Great Wall by Awakened Realms. I got the whole pledge for 120 dollars, which I think it's a very very good price taking taking in consideration that that pledge probably was above 200 with the neoprene mat and with shipping. So I was very excited, brand new and open it. And I actually played the first round so far, and the impressions are super, super positive, but it's, again, that it has a lot to offer. Uh, before we do the tradition and we go back in time, well, you know what? Let's do it right now. Let's go back in time. I don't mind, but you better promise me I'll be back in time. All righty, so... Uh, we talk on episode 14, we, this is the episode 114, and we talk about episode 14. Back then, uh, let me tell you the exact date, Jonathan, and that way we can put this in perspective, because we talk about a very interesting game that you and I demoed, and we liked the components, and then I ended up getting the game, not in the Gen Con, but a little bit after. That, ex- that episode was recorded on January 7 of 2019. And I'm talking about the Space Park, designed by Henry Audubon and published by Key Masters Game. Uh, I think it's a beautiful game, beautiful small box game with amazing art. Uh, some people mentioned that it's like it's like parks, like a version of parks, but you know, in space. I don't think it is. I think it's it's different enough. Um, and it's a small game. The spaceships that you get is three spaceships, basically that you're moving around. Nice components. You get the remote, which kind of give you the ability of controlling, uh, you know, other other locations for when ships land there. And basically, you're get, getting some cards where you're trying to build your engine in a way and trying to collect those cards, collect the resources to get those cards, which they're like locations. Uh, and then with every location, will give you victory points. And then at the end, whoever has 21 victory points first will we trigger the end of the game, and whoever has the most points wins i actually took this game back on the last christmas uh to texas with my family and they all seem to love it and i actually tried again solo not too long ago probably in a little bit before christmas and i enjoyed it again so i have very good memories with that game i still own it i don't see myself selling it or giving it away uh and yeah i like the game it's probably one of my favorite games from from key masters games which they're very uh, unique on their productions, because usually their productions are very pretty. Do you remember playing that game, Jonathan, with me? I do, um, and that was actually, you know, I think one of his precursors to Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely different. I mean, it does have um, very nice art, but it's definitely a different style. Um, and, you know, instead of kind of going back and forth on that trail, like in Parks, it's more of a, um, I guess, like a rondelle mechanism. So you're kind of going around mm-hmm. the, the space park and... Um, 
trying to balance that um, with the different resources and things. So I definitely think it's you know worth having both games if you kind of like his his designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely a different theme, but if you like a space theme, it's kind of a nice light space game. Yeah, um, that definitely looks very good on the table. Yeah, it has a good presence on the table. I know it will be hard for you to rate the game because it's probably so long since you played it. But I will tell you right now, listeners, that I still own the game. It's going to stay on my library. I probably rate it right now at this point at 3.5. It's an easy game to bring to the table. It's balanced. It's fun. It has a good visual aspect, good components, small box. Uh, and it plays good solo. I definitely, it's definitely better multiplayer, but it has a good solid solo, uh, solo mechanic. So there you go, 3.5, and it's staying in my collection. With that being said, this is the time, Jonathan, where we pull our digital papers in that way we don't burn any trees, and we start to talk about Gen Con. <laughs> Uh, Gen Con 2022, uh, first thing, just to update all of you amazing listeners, if you're planning to come to Gen Con, a few um, you know, announcements that you might already saw on the Gen Con groups. Um, we need to, you need to be fully vaccinated in order to get access to Gen Con. Uh, you have to bring proof of vaccination. And also, we're going to be required uh, to wear masks at all times inside the Indiana Convention Center, just like last year. On the positive note, Uh, the hallway, the gaming hall, uh, is going to be open 24 hours again, just like the good old days. So you will be able to play after 6 p.m. when the vending hall closes all the way until you can do it. Um, and there's going to be a bunch of events. Lucas Oil is coming back, so I'm excited for that as well to go and check it out. And, and yeah, it's, it feels like it's going to be like the old times Gen Con, but you know, with, with the um, uh, precautions that we all need to take in order to take care of each other. Um, also, before we jump in with the list, Jonathan, the announcement on the, of the Caleb's show. Go ahead. So, Caleb, who's been on this show before, mm-hmm. um, Caleb Wiles, a.k.a. Uh, the King of Magicians. There you go. Um, <laughs> King of Magicians, yeah. <laughs> he will be doing a, um, a show for charity for one of the local children's hospitals on Saturday night at 6 p.m., Mm-hmm. Um, there are tickets available. I'm not sure how many are left. I know there's a, a hundred total to start, mm-hmm. um, but I think they're twenty dollars a ticket um, mm-hmm. for the hour show. Um, but it's six o'clock Saturday, and you can get those online on Gen Con's website, just like you would get tickets for a tournament or a, a demo or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be a, a nice little show. Um, he definitely has some geeky and nerdy things built into his magic because he is a nerd like us. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if you want to stick around, meet the magician behind, or the, yeah, I guess the magician behind the podcast, um, <laughs> you know, he's definitely very friendly and easy to talk to. So I think it'd be a great opportunity if you like any sort of magic. Um, it's definitely not your uh, uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat trick like you see at a kid's birthday party. It's, it's more uh, professional, you yeah. know, close up magic and some uh, mentalism and different things. So um, definitely, definitely worth the hour and the, and the money and it's towards a good cause. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And Jonathan and I will be hanging. We will be hanging out there. Uh, so if you happen to be there, uh, make sure that you know you if 
I'm sure you will say hi to Caleb. Mention that you listen in Solo BG podcast, and that way we can get to know you as well, and you know, and, and hang out, and who knows, probably play a game if you like to do so. Uh, Jonathan, just in that way, people have the context of how we work behind the scenes, because even if we are in the same city, uh, we are recording vir virtually because of our you know busy schedules. Uh, I just share with you uh, my GenCon list. I share you my drive. Uh, in that way, you can take a look at that. So we're going to start just jumping back and forth, do it just, you know, talk about the games that we're looking for. I will mention the name of the game, the publisher, the booth in that way, if you can, in that way, if you have the chance to come to Jenkins, you can see where, where it's going to be. Uh, I will tell you the mechanic and I will tell you the price and if it's going to be available or it's going to be for demo. With that being said, let, mind if I do, Jonathan, I will start first. And I'm going to start with my first publisher, which is 25th Century Games. Uh, and the games that I have on my list are three from them. One, it's, I hope I pronounced it correctly, Blazon, which is B-L-A-Z-O-N. So you tell me, Jonathan, if I'm correctly or not. Uh, Blazon, Blazon, I don't know if it's a French word. I'm, I would assume it's somewhere around there, more like a Crusaders, uh, Night Crusaders thing. Uh, which I think is the flag, right? Like the the banner or whatever that they try to try to make. It's their symbol. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, this game it's a hand management and drafting and set collection. It was on Kickstarter about I would say about a year ago. Uh, I'm interested in seeing it. Actually, I ended up not backing the game just because I don't have any <laughs> excuse for it. But I just didn't back it. But I'm looking forward to to go and see it. Uh, and potentially buy it. You will find this game on boot for 1457. 25th century games is going to be on 1457, and the price is going to be $40. Another game that I'm interested in from the same publisher is Longboard by Rainer Nietzsche, uh, and that's a drafting game. I'm expecting a classic Rainer Nietzsche design where she has a lot of uh, strategy and thinking in a way. Uh, that game is going to be available, and the price is super cheap, is $20. So that's Probably a must-buy for me right away the way as soon as I'm there. Even if I don't try it, you you have certain designers that once you see the name, you kind of have like a guarantee that it's going to be good. So, and especially with the price, I mean, you cannot say no. The theme, of course, longboard, you know, you're um, trying to uh, chase those waves in order to surf and all that stuff. So it looks pretty cool. The art looks pretty neat, and I'm excited for it. And the last one is going to be a demo game that has mechanics of auction and bidding. It's actually a, a reprint, I believe, of, of a classic from Nietzsche as well, which is Ra, R-A. Uh, I'm looking for one. I didn't, I, I didn't uh, jump into the recent Kickstarter, which it ended like a month or two months ago. Uh, I was there on the campaign, following the campaign, But then I didn't jump in. Um, but, you know, I want to try it. I want to demo it. And I'm sure it's going to hit retail. And I'm sure the price, it will be somewhere between $20 to $30 one, once it does for the for the standard edition. So those are the ones that I have for 25th Century Games. Once again, you will find them on Boot 1457. Uh, are you interested in any any of these, Jonathan? Yeah, so I do have some overlap with you. Um, okay. Probably both because they're the two Kinesia games mm -hmm. um, on there. So I have Longboard. Mm -hmm. Um I've heard some good things on some of uh, the other channels, some of the other uh, YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, it's 20 bucks. So, you know, if I try it and I like it, it's a quick little game. So mm -hmm. um, that'll probably be a must buy. Mm -hmm. I also have Raw in there just to check it out. Um, last year I bought um, Tutankhamen, mm -hmm. which was another um, Kinesia reprinting mm -hmm. um, and re, um, re implementation from 25th century. And I think the game itself was very similar, but just the production 
Um, everything was very colorful, nice yeah. tokens, um, nice art. So I know Raw is a reprint as well. Um, but if it's anything like that, same sort of theme. So I think it'll just look very nice. So mm -hmm. seeing a demo and um, getting to see what that looks like firsthand will be, um, be nice and have some on my list to try it out. Okay. I did have one other one. Okay. I know, I know nothing about this game. That's, but what, that, that's, what, that's how I like it. Okay. It's, it's called Oh My Brain. Okay. Um, but it's by uh, uh, Bruno Catala. So okay. I, at, least, at least it stands out for me to look at it. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the little description just says, ditch zombie cards and try to force others to lose their brains so that you survive. Sold. Um, and it says, <laughs> yeah, it says it's a zombie-themed hand management game. Yeah. Um, and it looks like this is like a 10 to 15-minute game, also $20. So yeah. um, definitely want to check it out and just yeah. <laughs> see what it's like. So good, good designer and uh, you know, cool little theme. And actually, the Tutankhamun, you were talking about it. Um, uh, I hope they have the version that you buy last year because it was a very nice, colorful version, like you mentioned it. Uh, very nice components. And it actually came with two small... Oh, I think it was one, one small neoprene mat that you actually don't need it, but it was just cool to have that piece of neoprene mat there as a, you know, the locks touched to the, to the game. If they have it, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna buy it. So I, I hope they do, and, and that's another one to to keep in mind on the radar if you're gonna be browsing around there, because it was very nice. Uh, which other games do you have there? Let's let's keep going with one of your publishers. Okay, so the next publisher I have in line um, uh -huh. is from Adams Apple Games. Okay. Um, I think I have two from them. Um, one of them is Four Humors. Okay. Um, that might might only be a demo. Um, Part of the reason I'm interested is just kind of based off of that, mm -hmm. um, that old concept of medicine that um, we all have different humors and those kind of determine our mm -hmm. like our personality traits, like kind of how we react. Um, and um, I'm a pharmacist, so when I saw the description that medieval pharmacists influenced yeah. the kingdom with bluffing and deduction, so I'm like, well, at least want to, <laughs> at least want to demo that game. Yeah. Um, but they have it as an area majority slash influence games with some deduction and bluffing. Okay. Um, so so we'll see. Um, I like deduction. If it's more of a social deduction, I don't know if I would jump on it just because we don't really play those types of games typically. Yeah. And I don't really, don't really love bluffing games too much. Mm -hmm. Um. So we'll have to see, but um, we've got, I think we actually have demo tickets for this, um, just to make sure we get to try it mm -hmm. um, and see what it's like. Um, and then the other game I think you have on your list is Planet Unknown. Um, I've seen some pictures of this game. Um, I like the theme and just kind of seeing what it's, um, you know, about with like that, what they call it, the Lazy Susan, that where you get the little different um, yeah. polyomino pieces that you move around. Mm -hmm. um, you're trying to develop your planet with the different tiles. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. The little puppies oh. is yelling, but you can keep <laughs> Our listeners um, like puppies. Yeah, you're fine. That's true. Um, but um, I at least want to try that one. I think that one's probably for sale. Mm -hmm. um, but it was one where I didn't want to necessarily jump in and buy now. I wanted to try it and see. Um, just because there's so many other like space themed games, but I think it is a you know different than like the space exploration and yeah. um, you know space battle type games. Yeah. So we have that one is going. Those games are going to be on booth 1930, uh, and that's basically what you described preferably network, network building and drafting. The price that I have here it might be 
cheaper, but I have it on $80, so just just for, for our listeners to be aware. Now, I'm going to jump and mention a few, which I'm not going to go very in-depth, but just to keep going through our lists. Um, I have Orconomics by RS Games, or it's going to be in the boot from RX Games. Orconomics, it's an area control auction type of game, which basically it's orcs, uh, you know, but they're... They work, so they try to have established economy, and you know you're moving your 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 pieces around, and you are bidding uh, also for um, you know have a certain type of elements that will let you control certain regions and certain and certain tablets of tablets of the game. So that's one that I'm excited to try. It's gonna be at forty dollars on boot six forty one, and my highly I would jump right away. My highly anticipated game for the convention, the one that I really want to buy and probably I will open the first night and I will play it right there at Gen Con is by Board and Dice on booth 2535 and is by the designer Adam Kwapinski. I don't remember the other name of the other designer, but Adam Kwapinski has, is becoming one of my favorite designers out there. I hope I can bring it to the show and that way we can have a conversation with him. But Adam Kwapinski is the designer of Nemesis. He also designed uh, Lords of Hellas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he is designing this game, Terracotta Army. He also designed Origins, which you have it, Jonathan, and we actually like it a lot. So, um, Terracotta Army by Board and Dice. Basically, if you know any history, I don't know any history, so I apologize if I'm wrong. Uh, but I believe what's happening is that the Emperor died. And, you know, we have to basically have these, um, these different, you know, try to build these statues that they're going to protect the, basically the, the buried place from the emperor. Uh, so we have to, to design, we have these statues that we have to place there. It's a worker placement where you have uh, like sort of like similar to Sulkin where you have like a gear in the middle. It's not a gear, but it's basically like a rondelle. Or, or, or a kind of like a mechanism of three different circles that are going to be uh, interacting with each other. And you're going to place your, your, your worker there and you're going to get trigger certain actions. And then you have a grid on the other side of the board where you're going to be trying to uh, put these statues in different shapes, in different, you know, um, uh, imitating different shapes, pretty, shapes pretty much. Uh, and if you're able to fill out the, um, the requirements of the of the goals, I guess, I don't know too much about the game, only like what I saw briefly on videos, but if you're able to meet the requirements for the grid, uh, for that particular round, then you're going to get victory points and so on and so forth. Uh, definitely a Euro. It seems like a heavy Euro, but it looks beautiful. The production looks beautiful. And once again, being from Adam Kwapinski, I don't think I have tried any bad game from Adam Kwapinski so far. So that's my most anticipated game. I can see myself. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say I can see myself. I'm going to tell you right away. That will be the first game that I'm going to go and try to get. Uh, and the price for that one, it's going to be $70. Really quick before I pass the microphone to you, uh, just like to mention a few quick games. Uh, on Boot 451 on Tour by Board Game Tables, we have played that game in the past. Uh, basically, a roll and ride. It's a fantastic game. I love it. Uh, also, The Ghost of Christmas, which is a, a trick-taking game, also by Board Game Tables. Uh, that will be at $19. And uh, from Grand Gamers Guild, I have Aldabas. Uh, they're going to be on booth 2310, a hand management game of, at $25. Jonathan, your most anticipated game for Gen Con, and what else do you have on your list? Um, so if I keep going, um, I do have one from Bezier Games, um, Cat in the Box. Okay. I've kind of heard, heard about this one. Um, 
It's like an auction bidding card game, but I think it is kind of based on that theory of like Schrodinger's cat and, you know, the cat being in the box. And um, like when you play the card or like until you play the card, it doesn't necessarily have um, a color defined. So I don't quite know how it works, but um, I've heard some good things about it. So I want to see how it plays. Um, Let's see. Another one I have is from Blue Orange. It's called Downtown Farmer's Market. Um, I think this one is kind of a lighter game, but it's like a, a tile placement game um from them but i think that'll be kind of a quick little um little game with a kind of a cool theme but mm-hmm. um it's another game i don't know too much about i've just heard about it on some of the um youtube reviews and then i've got one more from blue orange um i know nothing about this game as well but it's called <laughs> museum suspects okay <clears throat> again probably not a game i would necessarily like it's betting and bluffing and deduction but it's by phil walker harding who i've got several of his games Mm-hmm. but usually more of the polyomino tile placement, those kind of games. Mm-hmm. But I figure I'll check it out. He usually has a solid design. I just don't know if the theme is going to be quite what I would like or the mechanics, I should say. Yeah. Um, uh, but Bezier, if you're looking for them, uh, they're at booth 741, and Blue Orange is 1803. 1803. Now, let's go with the Trifecta <clears throat> by Portal Games. They're offering a Trifecta, which actually you can pre-order and pick it up at Gen Con. And I'm calling it a Trifecta, but it's basically a, a bundle of three games uh, that I want to try as well. Batman Everybody Lies on the same uh, system of Detective. Uh, I have to admit, and, and Jonathan knows this, I, I own... I own on the on the past uh, detective. I never played it because it was at the same time that I got Chronicles of Crime, and Chronicles of Crime I just love it. I think it's a fantastic game. So I never got a chance to play Detective, and I wasn't in love of the mechanic for what I saw on some videos. But here is the problem with me, just like Flux, like we talk on the past. You put Batman on it, and and that's it. I mean, I I, I don't have any escape. So I, I I'm looking forward to try. Batman Everybody Lies uh, by uh, Portal Games. They're going to be in Booth 937. That's one game from the Trifecta. That's an investigation game. Uh, $30 to $45 kind of, um, depending if you get in the bundle or not. They're also going to have Gutenberg. Gutenberg, which is based on Mr. Gutenberg, which he, he was... I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Once again, I'm not an historian. But I think he was the one that invented the printing or the printing system in a more efficient way. Um, so... On Gutenberg, I own the game. We already played it a few weeks ago. I think we all liked it, Jonathan. We all had very good impressions of it. It's a very fun, uh, you know, kind of like mid-difficulty Euro game. Not very hard. So it's going to be, anyway, it's going to be there, Gutenberg, on, on, on Gen Con. And also Brazil, uh, which is another Euro that people are, it's, it's, people are getting hype about it. So that's another game that I think it will be worth checking out. And Portal Games, they always have like nice promos for the for their other games. So I think it's worth you know swinging by the booth and and just saying hi to Ignacy. Of course, he's the designer of Robinson Crusoe, uh, First Martians, and and CEO of Portal Games. Uh, and you know try to get some promos or something. So so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and before I give you the microphones, the other really quick from Floodgate Floodgate Games Kites. A card game cooperative about kites, twenty dollars. Um, boot four thirty nine. Sports dice soccer. Just because it's soccer, I don't know anything about the game. It's published by Fun. Uh, boot nineteen oh nine. Dice rolling, fifteen dollars. Oak by Game Brewer. Well, you know what? Before I before I go into Oak, because that one I will I will talk a little bit about the publisher. Um, what do you think about the Portal games? We played Gothenburg. You liked it too. At least that's my impression. 
Uh, are you looking forward for Brazil or Batman? I do have, um, I'm not too interested in Batman, like you said, that was kind of the same time as Chronicles of Crime, and, and like you, I pretty much have everything for Chronicles of Crime, and I have not played through all of it, or most of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have heard, though, you know, I think the, the Dune one got some more negative reviews, but it sounds like the Batman one has more positive feedback, so um, I feel like if I did jump into one, it would be that one, I just don't know, you know, for as many escape rooms that we do. And I'm um, having like the Chronicles of Crime and other like mystery type games. I just don't know if I want more <laughs> to, to add another system to our, um, our collection here at home. Mm -hmm. But like if, but if you got it or something like I would certainly be up for trying it. The main one, since you already have Gutenberg, I do have Brazil on my list as well. Um, I was hoping to do some research on that before we go. I know Ignacy was going to, I think airship all those over here. So he's only got, I think 240, 120 for pre-order and 120 for sale. So I might watch some videos and see what some of the initial reviews are like, just in case either I'll run for it on Thursday or maybe even just try to grab one of the pre-orders if yeah. it seems like something interesting. But I do kind of like the idea of a uh, 4X Euro game. It sounds a little bit different than, uh, than some of the typical 4X games. Yeah. What else do you have on your list before I keep going? Um, so I guess some other ones I can go into something a little different. I've got a few expansions on here. Okay. Um, I, I am trying not to buy as many expansions just because we have so many games that we don't really <laughs> have time to play expansions. But some of these I feel like don't change or integrate well. So um, one of them is from Capstone Games, booth 459. Um, one of my favorite games from last year was a nice $20 game at the time called Rift Force, where mm -hmm. it's a one versus one. You know, you have four random elementals. And you fight your group versus the other player until you get a certain score. So they will have, hopefully, for sale, the Rift Force Beyond expansion, which just adds, I think, either six or eight more factions. So just more content, but not really too much of a change. Um, I have Clank Catacombs. Not really an expansion, but a um, further um, you know, development of the Clank line. Mm -hmm. I think that's just for demo, but it'll be at Dire Wolf at 2545. And it's going to be the same deck building from Clank, but instead of having the map, it's going to have a tile laying component. So I want to try that out, and I'll probably, you know, put that on my uh, list for future pre-order from one of the local game stores. Mm -hmm. And my other expansion type game is from um, Upper Deck at twelve oh five. I think they've probably got uh, two or three legendary Marvel expansions this year. Um, but since both of you guys have a lot of Legendary, I jumped in on the Marvel Cinematic 10th Anniversary Legendary base set. So I've been trying to get any of the MCU versions. So I've got the Spider-Man Homecoming expansion, and they have a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 or Volume 2 expansion. So I'll probably grab that just to add some more of those characters to my Legendary set for Marvel. You know what? And I'm so glad that Upper Deck is coming back to Gen Con. Last year they weren't there. Uh, so... Um I'm happy that they're going to be there again. Unless I'm wrong. They weren't there, right? I don't remember seeing the big booth like they always do every Gen Con. I don't remember seeing that either. No. Last year was different, and a lot of the bigger publishers were not there. So, um, yeah, yeah I don't think they were. I'm happy because that also tells me, like, we're going back to the good old days, uh, in a way. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, I feel like legendary with the legendary system, you can never go wrong. Uh, because, I mean... I honestly, I don't feel like I did. I dislike any of them, and I have said this in the past. Like the only was probably um, what is it called? The one about cowboys in space. No, I mean, not space, not uh, cowboy people, but uh, Firefly. I think it's called. Um, it is, yeah, Firefly. So that's the only one that I didn't like too much, but just because I wasn't 
uh, you know, aware of the theme by any means. But, I mean, every other, like, Predator, Aliens, James Bond, X-Files, Marvel, I mean, I think it's a solid system, and I think they're fun. And, you know, you do have the cinematic one, so I feel like you should get everything for the cinematic. Uh, Game Brewer, going back to Publishers, Game Brewer, Boot 362, um, they have one game that is currently on late pledge, which is Oak. Uh, it's a hand management game, beautiful components on, on, on the on the screen. Um, and it, they're going to have it for demo. And the, another one that I'm interested to try is Rule Benders. The Rule Benders by Game Brewer. Uh, it's an area control and influence game. That's going to be for $65. Why am I interested in Game Brewer? Well, because I recently got it strong enough. And I give it a 4.5 out of 5. It's a fantastic game, great game. I love it. It's a heavy Euro game, but it has a lot to offer. And I got very excited and I can play it. I mean, you know, there are a few nights during the year and, and I'm fine with it because it's a fun game. I haven't tried the other game, which I you will pronounce it better than me. Uh, I will say how I can, Hippocrates. Um, you can say it probably the appropriate way, Jonathan. If you That's know. right. It's Hippocrates. Hippocrates. There you go. Um of course, based on the on the oath, uh, you know, from the medical medical schools, but going back to to the ancient Rome when where it all started, and and you know, basically you're a physician there and trying to help some patients. But I, I have some economic system that is very interesting. I'm looking forward to try it on a copy. But it seems like Game Brewer they're doing very good, solid, heavy euro. So I'm looking forward to try a few others. The Red Burn no the Red Burn News. Algeria, 1857. Hidden with a Shoe is the publisher. 2660, cooperative war game, deck and back building. There you go. I'm looking forward to try that one because I feel like I don't own too many war games. So I like to add more of those uh, to my collection. $65. Carta Ventura, Lassa and Vinland. There's uh, this series of small games from Cosmos Games. Those are cooperative card games, $15 each. Have you tried any of those, by the way, Jonathan? I have not. But you you know which ones I'm talking about, right? I think so. Yeah, the the small, you know, different themes. Some some of them are like a Cthulhu games. Anyway, they kind of they kind of have a bunch of the, of those put 2455 Exit Lord of the Rings, which Jonathan has it. So, uh, I mean, I will wait for him to to try it and then if he can put it back together, then I will try it. Cooperative Deduction $20. Um Paint the Roses by North Star Games. Uh, Boots uh, 523, Cooperative Deduction. The Deluxe Edition will be in $85 and the retail version $40. I think the Deluxe Edition looks fantastic. So I'm looking forward to try it. Uh, you're looking forward? Do you have that one on your list as well? Paint the Roses? I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I've kind of heard mixed things, but it's another one where I'd like to try it mm-hmm. um, to see if I like it. But um, it seems like in general it has pretty positive reviews. But yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when it was on Kickstarter and all that, I did not back it so i at least want to try it and see what i think is the one that it's the theme of alice in wonderland right as well just like it is and i think you're trying to um i forget what you're trying to figure out but whatever deduction you're trying to figure out i think you're trying to stay ahead of the queen and as you go she moves further and further and if she catches you you know she chops off your head um with the theme so um that's all all i kind of know about it um you know at a baseline level but yeah it's definitely that theme of you know trying to escape from the red queen Okay, and other ones that I have here, Harrow County, off the pages, game, publisher, asymmetric game, I don't have the boot information, one to three players, they're going to have it for demo, Acropolis from 
Hachette Games. I think they're a, a French publisher. Um, uh, you, uh, if you're going, you check your emails, subscribe to their, to their email of Hachette Games. They're, it's H-A-C-H-E-T-T-E Games. Uh, they're going to be in booth 2109. Why I'm telling you to subscribe? Because if you subscribe, you're going to get a 10% off from all your purchases at Gen Con. It's a tile placing game, $29. And from Pegasus's Peel, I'm also looking forward to try Raccoon Robbers. Booth 2635, it's a push your luck game, $35. And Sky Mines by Alexander Fister. That's another name, another guarantee. Uh, by Pegasus Spiel, Hand Management Economic Sci-Fi, $70. Any of these on your list? No, I think actually the only one that I've heard of is the Alexander Fister game. So. Alexander Fister, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do you have there? Um, so one of my other ones I have on here is from Cranio Creations. Mm. Um, it says they're going to be, I guess, with the Asmodee booth, um, mm-hmm. 815. But it's called My Shelfie. I just figured that's kind of funny. Uh, ah, I saw some pictures know. about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you know, you're kind of making a shelfie either with board games or books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll be a fairly light game, um, probably tile placement. It doesn't really have too much of a description of the mechanisms. But again, Phil Walker-Harding. So, um, but I think it's just kind of you know almost a tongue-in-cheek kind of a game since you know we all have our shelfies and our you know, our board game shelves. So yeah. we'll see how that one is. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I have one that we actually were talking about earlier, but um, either for demo or for purchase, but Dodo's Riding Dinos. Mm, um, okay. That's going to be at Draco Studios at 664. Um, they actually just released their new Kickstarter today for the expansion, and you can get the, um, you know, the original base game and some other things as well as some other games. So, um, you know, I'll probably end up backing that, I think, if I like this at Gen Con, and hopefully I can get the base game to, you know, start playing it until the expansion comes out. Yeah. Um, you know what? And, and I, have to, I have to say something about this game. One thing I'm very proud of, because that's in conjunction with the Testable games, and the designers are from Mexico, which, of course, that makes me very happy. And it's basically, for what I heard, it's like a Mario Kart board game. It's also a dexterity game where I think you have to move around the table. It's one to eight players. On the podcast in Spanish, we already talked about it. Actually, my friend Narciso was the one that brought it to the show. And one of my concerns about that game is that I, it just happened to me that recently I got a Kickstarter, which I wasn't a sponsor for the Kickstarter. Uh, and if you got the, the game, you or if you get the game in the future, you will get a copy with a solo BG racing track, which is pretty cool. But I'm talking about Thunder Rolls by uh, Richard Lanius. And it's a one to eight player NASCAR racing game, pretty much. The problem is that I found that when it's those games that have one to eight players, when they have a huge number of players, it almost seems like in order to enjoy it, you had to have at least four to five players. Uh, because that one and the one that I'm telling you, the Thunderwolves, I mean, one player is horrible. And and I feel sorry because I sponsor it, but it, it feels bad because it's very dragging. So that's my concern with Dodo riding dinos. Uh, I'm looking forward to try it once again. I actually, spoiler alert, I have a, I'm going to have an interview with the designers for the Spanish podcast, but... Um, that's my concern. That's my concern. And, and, and that's what worries me, Jonathan, that when you have in those games that you have a high number of players, I don't know how well they will work in two, three, or even one player. Does that make sense? So that, that's one of my, my, my concerns about it. I'd say probably from the, I mean, I at least watched the Dice Tower review of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like from what Tom was saying that the board is made with an inside and outside track. 
So you can use certain ones, like if you have less players or more, I guess more players, you would use the inside track. So it still goes pretty quick. And, you know, for a smaller group, you'd use the outside. But he said out of, um, I forget what he called it, but he said it's the most Mario Kart like game in that category of Mario Kart racing games. Um, and it really is about a 20 minute game if you play just one of the courses. So hopefully when we try it, it'll live up to that. But it sounds like you flick some things, you roll some things. And, you know, if they hit people, they hit people. And, um, <laughs> hopefully it should be some just kind of some stupid fun yeah. um and, and not be too long of a racing game like some of the other ones even like downforce or um yeah um some of the other racing games that might take an hour yeah See, it seems like a chaotic fun game so i'm looking yeah. for I, I hope it's good i'm honestly hope with with oh, honestly like it's good in that way i can get a copy as well and you know and give it a try with two players three players one player uh keep going with your games um well, so the other one i have kind of on your going off of your alice of wonderland theme mm-hmm. Um, I usually check out the DVGOchi game um, mm-hmm. there at booth 2105, but their um, one of their main um, titles is Deckscape, which is a card-driven escape room system. Okay. And so this year, their game is Deckscape in Wonderland. Um, last year, I don't think they were there. They're an Italian company, so they probably couldn't come um, for Gen Con. But last year's release, I think, was Dracula's Castle. So now we're Alice in Wonderland. Um, but again, it's just an escape room game. Um, you know, from one to six players, we usually play it at two, but they're usually, I think this one's $15. So very, um, you know, very inexpensive and you can, you know, reset it and give it to a friend. So even if it's not the best, I usually get them and, um, you know, pass them along. Yeah. Well, those are always fun. I have on my list The Thing by Pendragon Game Studios. This is on booth 2763, hidden roll, semi-cooperative, one to eight players. Once again, one to eight players. Uh, Race to Moscow, uh, or Moscow, I hope I said it correctly, uh, from Phalanx Games uh, on RS booth 641. Network building, pick up and deliver. This is a $115 game, but the production is fantastic. Uh, Nightfall by Dread Raven Games, 516, that's the booth. Grid movement fantasy is going to be at $45. Crusaders, Divine Divine Influence Expansion by Renegade Games. Renegade Games uh, picked it up from TMG. I think it was the publisher that they went, unfortunately, to bankruptcy about a year ago. Or GMT, T, TMG. Uh, it was a Tasty... Tasty... What was the name, Jonathan? Tasty Minstrel. It, it was Tasty Minstrel Games, so yeah. it's TMG. TMG. So they went bankruptcy, unfortunately, a year ago. Renegade picked it up, uh, They, which I'm glad because it's a game that... I own the deluxe edition, and, and I think we all like it when we played it. Um, and they're going to have the expansion, the Divine Influence expansion. That's an, basically an area control, area movement. Um, $30 the expansion. The Spiel by Smirk and Dagger, Boot 729, Action Points Cooperative, $50. I'm trying to demo as well the Stuff of Legend. Stuff of a Legend by Third World Games, basing on, based on the system by Kevin Wilson, Boot 151, Area Movement Cooperative. They're going to have it on demo. That is still on lead pledge, so... I want to try it to see if I ended up backing up. Before I jump uh, with you, Nightmare Productions. This is a Raider, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, uh, Nizia game. Nightmare Productions by Rainer Nizia Games. I mean, by Rainer Nizia Games. The designer is Rainer Nizia. Uh, it's by Trick or Treat Studios and Boot 1161. It's an auction bidding game, $60. So that one I do when I try it first. Uh, Marvel Remix by WizKids. Uh, 1719 drafting set collection $20 and Nordgard on Chartered Lands by Studio H 2109 a campaign battle card driven deck uh, building back building $90 Jonathan what else you have over there 
Um, so I also have Marvel Remix. Have you played um, Fantasy Realms at all? No, I haven't. I actually just saw the game, saw a quick video, and I was like, yeah, it seems fun, $20. So we'll see. How, how similar is it? Um, I think it, I mean, I think the mechanism is fairly similar, but um, that was actually one that we got to try on the Dice Tower Cruise. And, um, you know, pre, you pretty much draw a card and either discard a card or um, you, know, you can draw a card from the deck or you can draw from the discard pile. And you only go until there's 10 cards in the discard pile, but you might draw in the original game if you have a, um, like a warrior you might get, um, you know, a bonus 20 points for your warrior. Okay. Or, you know, if you have like a, um, like an earth elemental or something and you have other lands, you might get bonus points. So you're trying to like match up these cards. So I could see like if you have Black Panther and you have like some of the other Wakandans, like you get bonus <laughs> points. Okay. Or if you have like Spider-Man, but you get like his friends or Iron Man, I don't know, but like they'll synergize together or if the X-Men and you get other mutants or, you know, you'll, so you're trying to, draw a card and build your best hand, but you know, like what other people want. So you have to discard a card, but I think it'll be a pretty quick 15, 20 minute card game. Um, but you're just trying to kind of synergize those different groups and get those bonuses. And then you just add up the points and that's, that's the game. So, um, it's definitely on my list. Cause I like the system, but I like Marvel better than kind of generic fantasy. There's also a Star Trek version, but that's also not quite my thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably get that as well. Even if you get Marvel remix, um, one of the other ones I have on my, um, I'll maybe try it list. Um, you mentioned Firefly earlier in the legendary system, but there is going to be a um, game from Gale Force 9 at 621. Okay. It's called Firefly Misbehaving. Okay. Um, and it's going to be a Firefly um, deck building game, I believe. Um, you know, having different um, you know, asymmetric powers based on, you know, which characters you are, or which factions you are. Um, but, my main concern will be, you know, how different is it from the other deck builders that we have? I've already got what four or five different systems here, so do I need another <laughs> deck builder? I think we talked about this when we you, talked about the, ca- the Cowboy Bebop Space Serenade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I don't know if this is a type of Firefly game I want, um, but I do really like Firefly, so I will at least try it. Okay. Um, let's see. I also have um, Get On Board New York and London. It's um, I think from uh, Yellow Games. It's a Sashi. Mm-hmm. Um, Sashi game, but I think it's based on their let's build a bus route or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of a little route building game. Um, I've always heard good things about the original, so I just wanted to try that one. Um, and a random one I just added the other day. Um, it's called Chain Somnia. Um, it's from Japanime Games at 321. Mm-hmm. I mostly added this because I was actually surprisingly happy with the Cowboy Bebop game from this publisher. Um, but it sounds kind of interesting. It's a co-op tile laying game where children escape a castle of nightmares and avoid the demon. So, um, (laughs) this sounds like a interesting little weird cooperative game. So we'll try it out. Um, probably like most of the anime games, I would probably still won't like it. Um, but maybe I'll be surprised (laughs) again. Um, Uh but I don't think, I don't think it's based on any intellectual property or anything it's probably just one of their own you know own games but it looks kind of cute <laughs> the big disclosure is that we, we never have enough deck building games just as we never have enough expansion just as we that's never true. have enough games so that's that that's a, a a thing that we need to take out of our minds and enjoy and be happy and just keep uh you know clustering more games over more games uh first and flight i backed that campaign uh, by Artana Games, they're going to be in booth 149, push your lock deck and back building. They're going to have it for demo. Omicron Protocol, Dead or Alive Games. In booth uh, 2953, it's an action points cooperative game. 
uh, $100, but the production, man, looks fantastic. Septima, the Kickstarter just ended a, a little bit ago. I'm sure the lead pledge is going to be soon. So that's why I want to try it. Septima by Mind Clash Game. It's a hand management hand management game, basically, with some witchcraft theme. So so 2319 is going to be the booth. Uh, Turing Machine, Les Scorpion Mask. Uh, 2109, it's a deduction game, $40. Uh, you mentioned Planet Unknown, uh, Cat in the Box as well. Uh, Gutenberg, we already mentioned it. San Francisco by Rebel Studios. Uh, it's uh, Booth 815, Connection Endgame Bonuses. Maple Valley, which is uh, basically another expansion, but standalone expansion from Kids Table BG uh, uh, Board Games. Uh, it's going to be in Booth 2008. It's a hand management and set collection. That one is like uh, Creature Comforts. Uh, but basically a standalone expansion that you can mix or play it by itself. Crescent Moon by Osprey Games. Boot 2744. Area Majority Hand Management. That is going to be at $65. The Palaces of Carrara uh, by Game Brewer again. A set collection and tile placement. Um, Lofo 10 by Pearl Games. It's a hand management demo. Uh, Tabris by Crafty, uh, Crafty Games. 2719 does the boot. It's an area movement and economic. It's also for demo. The First Rat... Uh, on Pegasus Spiel boot, uh, 2635, it's a race game, $40. Let's see how those rats, how fast those rats uh, run. Uh, beer, or I'm sorry, beer, bear raid on boardgamestables.com, dice rolling economic, $39. And this one from boards and dice going to the T uh, games, Tawatinsuyu. Uh, it's going to be on booth 2535. Area majority. Uh, these are, these are uh, the games by Simon Luciani and Daniel Tassini. Just as Teotihuacan. And I don't remember the other one. Um, the other then the other the other game that also be, begins with a T, but I know it's Tawan Tawantinsuyu. I know it's Teotihuacan. And I don't remember the other one of those ones. Do you remember the other name of the other one? Well, I know Sulkin is by them, but it's, that's by CGE. Yeah. Um, wasn't there was a new one? Was there a, was it a, a Tabanusi or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Was was that them? I think that was a newer one, um, possibly from that publisher. Yeah, it, it it seems like now they work very closely with these publishers, and basically all their heavy euros are going with them. Uh, what else do you have on your list before I jump into my the last section of mine? Um, so another one I have is um, going to be one of the lighter games on the list is from Oink Games at twenty one thirty five. Um, it's Scout. Uh, it's a card game. I think it either won the Kenner... Sh no, it was nominated for either the Kenner Spiel or the Spiel Yars, but I think lost out to Cascadia. Um, but it sounds kind of interesting. It's going to be a... Um, they call it a ladder climbing card game, but I think it's kind of like um, when we played Bonanza where you can't rearrange your hand, but you're trying to get the cards in the best order and you can flip them and there's numbers on top and the bottom. Very so I've heard a lot of great yeah. things. Seems like a quick card game, but I definitely... Want to try that one? Um, that one might be one I um, go for quick, just because I think it'll sell pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, the next part of my list, as always, I like to check out Pandasaurus games. Mm -hmm. I don't always buy very many of them, uh, depending on the year. But I always like the dinosaur games. Um, I bought some other ones. Um, what else do we have? Like Dead Man's Cabal, Gods Love Dinosaurs. Um, so it just depends on what they have coming. But um, I've got Skate Summer on there. Um, at booth 215, I've got Sobek two players. That's a Bruno Catala two player game. So I'll definitely just try that out um, for that alone. Um, Wild Style, it's a um, area majority um, real time game, but I think it's based on like a graffiti spray paint and the art looks pretty cool. So yeah. um, sounds kind of interesting. So I think I'll uh, at least check those out and see what they got going on at that booth. 
Yeah, I mean, Panasaurus usually the productions are pretty. The art mm-hmm. are, is usually nice, you know. It's usually cute art, vibrant art, uh, very shiny in a way. Uh, like uh, what's the what's the one? Wild Space. That's a small game that I just got recently. The art is is, is nice. I mean, you you almost think like by the art that you're playing some Star Fox board game, which you're not by by any means. But I mean, the art is is really appealing. Um, so so Panasaurus is always a good option to go and visit and see what they have. Uh, where Weird Wood Manor by Great Rich Games. It's an auction retrieval adventure. It's gonna be on demo. Diamond Dig by Mr. B Games on 2020-2236 Push Your Luck. It's a demo. Uh, Oatsworn by Shadowborn Games, booth 1851. It's an adventure game, $135 game, so keep that in mind. Coatol, the card game. I own Coatol, the board game. Did we? Did you play that one, Jonathan? Yeah, we did, right? We played it together. We did, I think, three of us. What, what were your thoughts on Coatol? I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. I think I probably gave it a 3.5. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we even ranked it at that time, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it was fairly quick, um, but I just kind of liked, the, um, you know, it was a little bit different, kind of that, I think it was, you know, sort of set collection or trying to complete um, the certain kinds of types of cards. Yeah. Um, but I like kind of the strategy about when you take the different parts of the, um, um, you know, the different pieces if you want a head or another body piece and, and how to do that. And the components are very nice and colorful. So yeah. um, hopefully the card game will still maintain a lot of that. I know you probably won't have, you know, the plastic pieces and things, but I'm sure the cards will be very pretty and have a lot of the same art. Yeah, um, because I was going to say, the, the, cards, the cards were very pretty. That was one of my favorite part of the game. Uh, and like you mentioned, the set collection aspect, because the cards were... They were such a good quality that you almost don't want to sleeve them. Now, you know me that I want to sleeve them anyway to conserve them as best as I can. But the the quality was very thick, very shiny, very glossy. It was fantastic. Um, and the card game, I can imagine just like you just described it, right? Like you have that set collection mechanic on the game, but without the pieces in the middle. So without the tail, the head, and the, the pieces of the snake or the coatal snake that you're trying to, to build. Uh, so either that or you will be able to build the snake with the cards. We don't know, but I'm definitely looking forward to try it. I think they're going to have a few copies only. So that might be a game that it might be sold out on Friday. So I'm, I'm sorry, even probably by Thursday. So those are those games that you kind of want to keep in mind, uh, especially if you're going to be the first day there to try to look. Okay, if if, if I hear on Solo BG podcast that this game was, go- was going to be good and it was probably going to be sold out, I mean, might as well go check it out. Just to make sure that if I like it, I get a copy. Uh, so that's 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 the only thing. That's the, the only way I can think this game will be. I don't think it's gonna be any any more different, right? Won't you think? Or you you that's are you picturing the same concept as I'm as I'm doing it? I would think so. Just more um, mm-hmm. more card based. Um, you know, having probably cards for the different parts of the um, you know the body, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe have like basically the plastic components built into the cards somehow. Yeah. And just having car- cards for those instead. Okay. So I only have two more games in my list. What else do you have on your list before, before I wrap my part? <laughs> um, so we already talked about having too many deck builders and too many expansions. That doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so I have a game from Pegasus Spiel at uh, booth 2635. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think you've mentioned this one, or I don't think I saw it on your list. Um, it's from Uwe Rosenberg. Oh, wow. Um, Never heard of him, but um, it's called Framework. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what? It is a... Um, 
a tile placement game. Oh, there you so. go. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> you so, don't you don't have too many of those, so you need to get that one. <laughs> no, so on the line, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be more. Um, you know, since it's a thirty-minute game, so I think it'll probably be closer uh, to um, maybe like Patchwork or New York Zoo or like mm -hmm. one of the lighter. Um, quicker ones although it says there is 120 tiles in there so we'll see mm -hmm. but i don't think it's going to be like a feast for odin or um some of the other bigger heavier uve rosenberg games mm -hmm. um so, so definitely gonna try it out i always like his design so i'll see if it's you know if it's different than the ones that already have or how he you know kind of changes up his design or combines you know two different games or you know mixes it up a little bit so i'll be curious to see what that looks like okay um i think that's only about 40 dollars um, I guess I do have one other expansion. I don't know if I'll get it, but it looks like it is a um, at Rio Grande's booth at eight twenty nine. It's a Race for the Galaxy expansion. Um, and I think it's got a few different expansions in the box for forty dollars. Uh -huh. I really like the game, but I don't know. If we, <laughs> I, I, I have it. Caleb has it. Like I don't know if we would actually play it, where it's worth getting more um, cards for that game. But we'll see. I'll check it out. Um, but really, the only other like. Um, separate game i have is from smirk and laughter at booth 729 mm -hmm. and it's called a uh, boop like when you boop a cat or a dog on the nose okay. um <laughs> so it is a two-player game um if anybody's tried their game from 2019 i think it's called shobu but it's an abstract um you know you move stones almost like in a chess-like way but it's on four different boards i think it'll be kind of like that but in this game you are um, placing, I think, their cat tiles, and when you place one on the bed, um, it kind of boops the other ones and moves the other cats on the board. Um, and I think you're trying to move them off or into certain spaces, so I think it still kind of has that abstract strategy of, you know, kind of moving your pieces and your opponent's pieces to the spaces that you want them, but instead of stones, it's going to be cats okay. that you are going to knock off the bed, so <laughs> I guess we'll see, but it could be fun. <laughs> Sounds fun. What else do you have? That's it? I think that's it. Besides our, you know, our overlap and stuff. So okay, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised because I only have two more. But I'm surprised you didn't mention this one, Carnegie. I hope I, is that how you say it, Carnegie? Uh, Carnegie. Carnegie. Like a, Carnegie. Yeah, like a hard, hard G. I'm so glad that now I do the podcast with you because I, I cannot imagine all the wrong words that I said on the past that they were probably like the listeners were like, "Why did he say?" It? But I'm glad that you're here. So Carnegie uh, by Pegasus Spiel. It's making a lot of hypes around there, huh? Like the Dice Tower make a lot of hype on it. Um, you know, some channels are making a lot of hype on it. It's uh, going to be on Boot 2635 again. It's an area movement economic game, $70. Uh, have you watched any video on it or hear anything about it? I just, like, everywhere I look, they talk about this game. So I've heard good reviews of it. I haven't watched any gameplay of it yet, but mm -hmm. um, I almost just did an impulse buy on that maybe, you know, three or four weeks ago on one of the local stores got like two copies in and i'm like i've heard good things but i don't know anything about it and it's 70 dollars, so maybe i'll wait i mean yeah um, I, I hope they have it for them when the way i can try it and the last one that i have on my list uh it's uh by bombix studios that's b-o-m-b-y-x uh it's a one versus one i don't have the booth information but you by the way you can check all these games and all the boots on the jenkon website you go to the exhibitor map and you will see all the all the publishers are going to be there and which where they're going to be there it's a one versus one it's a 35 dollar game and i'm talking about nicodemus did i say it correctly i think it's that or maybe nicodemus nicodemus there you go nicodemus um 
that's basically a variation from the Imaginarium game. And Imaginarium, I do like it a lot. It's an engine builder uh, where you are in a dream factory, has some weird, cool, um, unique, scary, <laughs> pleasant to some people, I guess. The art is very ob objective, objective uh, a very different art. Uh, the cards are very cool, um, you know, quality-wise. You do some compounds, you build your engines. The bad thing about that game, in my opinion, or the problem about that game is that it might, it might take a while to to feel like, okay, now I have my engine. Uh, so it, you, you might feel like you're wasting a couple of turns, which in reality you're not, but it feels like that. Um, but then now they have the one versus one uh, standalone expansion, uh, which is supposed to be a more quicker game with the same uh, mechanic of an engine builder uh, in the based based on the same Dream Factory world uh, with similar art. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to get it. It's gonna They're going to have it there for $35. And I think that one I might buy it just to give it a try, just because, once again, Imaginarium, it's a game that I do enjoy a lot. I like the art from Imaginarium. I know it can be very subjective, but I do like it. Oh, the only thing that I don't like is the weird mouth on the on the board. Uh, but other than that, I like the game, so I'm looking forward to get a copy of Nicodemus and or Nicodemus. But that's um, that's my whole list. Um, that one. What do you think? You th what is your your thoughts on Imaginarium? It's been a long time since you played it. I remember liking it, um, and the art was kind of cool and weird. Mm -hmm. um, I think our main complaint. I, I can't remember. If, I feel like there was something else that came out around, around that time that was just a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we liked the overall game. It just felt a little bit long for what it was, yeah. but um, I mean, I like that that game and that you know, kind of being in that universe. So, yeah. um, I'd definitely be up for trying Nicodemus if you end up getting that one. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's an engine builder one versus one shorter game. I mean, those are definitely uh -huh. good. Uh, but those are at least anyway for Jenkin. Uh, before we wrap up, expectations, expectations for the convention. We already talked about the. Uh, the show that Caleb is gonna is gonna perform over there once again. Everything like we mentioned on the last episode, everything will go to charity. So it's definitely worth attending. Uh, you're doing something good because the money is going to someplace good, and also you're gonna have a top quality magic show. Uh, he has been in Vegas multiple times. Uh, you know he's a corporate magician, so you you, you have gonna have a good quality on that. We the, the expectations. I mean, we already went through the list. Many games that are going to be out there. We probably mentioned not even like a 10% of the games that they're going to be there. Um, it seems like things are going back to normal-ish, but also the precautions that we need to take in that way we can take care of each other. What are your expectations, Jonathan? What what, what do you expect for from this Gen Con that you think it might be different or similar to last year's Gen Con, which at the same time was very unique? Um, I mean, this year already there are more games on the... Um, Gen Con preview list than last year, and we still got what ten days to go or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I think last year there was maybe like two hundred and fifty or maybe three hundred at the most. So that's already exciting to see. Um, hopefully, it's not super crowded, like not even with the people. But I feel like last year, since there were less um, designers and publishers there, the booths were spaced out more, and I feel like you kind of had a better environment to stand around and demo some games and. Um, so I do hope some version of that is still around. Um, I know it'll be hard this year to sit down and probably play a full demo of games, but I did like being able to play at least most of a game or at least half of a game and not just like one round. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I feel like that helped us determine which games we actually would like. Um, and, and we bought most of those games last year. Um, one of my favorite things, even though I'm allergic to a lot more foods this year, um, but all the food trucks in the um, out on Georgia Street, I am looking forward to all of those. So hopefully a lot of our favorites will be there. Um, and then just gaming afterwards, I think that'll hopefully be the same. Um, you know, hopefully... I always feel like me, you, and Caleb never actually play a game together at Gen Con. Like, it's usually two, two of us and part of our group or, you know, some other variation, but it's never just the three of us. So, yeah. Um, but hopefully just, you know, some version of that, you know, where we get, you know, play some games together at night and stay there until midnight or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, it, it'll be very, very much like what it was maybe two years ago, um, you know, kind of the Gen Con before COVID or... Um, Maybe not, maybe not the year where it was like the 50th anniversary or whatever, but kind of a normal Gen Con. Um, I think it'll be fairly similar just with the, like you said, the precautions that we have to have yeah. to do this year. So a lot has happened in the world in the last few years. And, and my expectations are, you just touched the, the most important thing. My expectations are that, um, you know, I'm going to be busy with the podcast. I will tell you right now that the Gen Con special episode is going to be great. We already have booked more than 17 interviews with publishers and designers. So the GenCon episode will be a combination of interviews and in that way you can get the full experience with the background audio from the convention. And basically you will get to... My idea is to try to get something that it will transmit that experience on an audio uh, like if you were in the convention. But besides that, I think personally, and I'd like to share this with all of you amazing listeners and with my friend, of course, Jonathan... I look forward to have a, a fun time. Uh, a lot has happened, and I think the fact that we're gonna ha- that still we have Jenkins, I think it's something that we we should embrace. And if if they're asking us to take precautions, I think we should do it. If if you know if we want to take care of each other and 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 keep keep this going, uh, my biggest expectation it's besides the games that I can buy, or besides the games that I can get for review purposes, or besides the interviews. Uh, I'm looking forward to play the hours after on the gaming hall and just be surrounded by people playing games and by my close friends, which I adore. Um, I also looking forward, I'm not going to go into detail, but last year was a difficult uh, time on Gen Con for our friend Caleb. Uh, he was going through some difficult personal situations. Uh, so uh, he didn't get a chance to experience the convention, but I'm looking forward, that's my expectation for this year, to be able to play uh, something with you know, with my close friends uh, there, uh, Jonathan and Caleb, or even if we're not, like just to go back, like how it was before, like you said, like some sort of variation where, yes, I'm playing with another two people there, but then next to me it's you and and and, and Lauren, and you're playing something, and then on the same table it's Caleb and Crystal, and you know, and we're playing there. So I think that's that's my expectations, and that's what I'm looking for. So. I also want to throw the message out there that um, you know, go back to the like to the whole structure of this, which is enjoyment, uh, play some games, have fun. Let's keep this hobby beautiful, like like it is right now, and you know, go and enjoy. And if you have the opportunity to come to Jenkin, enjoy a lot and and be safe. If you don't have the opportunity, I hope you do in the future because it's an awesome, awesome time that is definitely worth it, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. So with that being said, Jonathan, anything else you want to add before we say goodbye and get ready for the, uh, what is it called, the best four gaming days in the universe? Um, 
Well, I would just like to say, so I know we talked about Dodos riding dinos coming back today, (laughs) Um, but the second printing of Return to Dark Tower Kickstarter started today. Oh, yeah. And and they don't collect your money until August 16th. So if you're worried about that, you've got a whole week after Gen Con to make, you know, (laughs) hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, So don't worry. So you can back it and go to Gen Con. (laughs) Yeah. You you can save your spot on on the campaign. Go to Gen Con, try it, play it. I'm actually might bring it. Uh, so if you see me on the gaming hall after hours, you're more than welcome to to join in, and I, I'm happy to tell you a little bit about the game or even play with you. Uh, but um, yeah, that's another really good good tip over there, Jonathan. With that being said, uh, we won't have a regular episode after the next one. Once again, next one is Gen Con Special, which I hope you enjoy, or we hope you enjoy. Uh, and once again, just to be safe, keep playing, uh, keep being happy, and we see or we hear each other after Gen Con. Jonathan, Great, my friend. Great, and 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 we're gonna have a blast in Jenkin. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right, and to you. Oh, you know what? I always want to say something too that I always forget. Remember that this podcast it's a part of the Dice Tower Network. Please, please go to the website dicetowernetwork.com uh, and check out all their amazing podcasts that are out there. There's a lot of them by uh, like me. I like to call like independent content creators. Uh, there's a lot of them out there that they're fantastic, that they uh, create amazing content. So check it out, the Dice Tower Network, and we are proud to belong to the network as well. And like always, till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. Drink tequila, spin summer at a Mexican bar. Stephen Austin, Davy Crockett, and I'm driving my car. Go!